0: Women Taking the Lead, bonus episode featuring Amy Irvine of Rooted Planning Group.
1: Well, I think the first thing is to take a deep breath. I mean, first of all, if you have your health, that's a huge thing right now, right? And I think planning for that right now is really important. It's enacting things that you can control, doing the things that you can control, focusing on those sort of things.
0: Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I am here with a very special guest, Amy Irvine, and I'm going to do a little introduction for you and you'll kind of see, and I'll explain why it is I asked Amy to come on the podcast because I feel her wisdom is needed now more than ever. So if any of you have ever met Amy, you know she is passionate about three things, family, finances, and wine. This comes through in all that she does and all that she is. When asked to describe herself, she first and foremost states, I am a wife, a daughter, and hopefully a good friend who happens to also be a financial planner. Amy holds a master's degree in financial planning and is a certified financial planner, enrolled agent certified college financial consultant and a financial wellness coach with over 25 years of financial planning and industry experience. If it's not coming to you why Amy is on the show right now, (laughs) I don't know what to say. She is the founder and owner of Rooted Planning Group, and Amy is definitely doing it her way and has been recognized by her financial planning colleagues as being a disruptor, a title she holds close to her heart and is proud of. And on her website, it states, I love what I do. But I also very much enjoy warmth, good conversation, wine tastings, and volunteering. Amy, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time out of your incredibly hectic and busy <laughs> schedule right now to come on Women Taking the Lead and share with us um, some insights that, that you have. But before we do that, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself. So you know, the person listening to this episode has a, has a clear picture of who you are in the world. Well,
1: first, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure talking to Jodi. I've been a long-time podcast listener, book reader, follower, and I'm fortunate to have worked with you for some time and and as a coach, as my coach. And I, I guess to talk a little bit about myself, you know, it's always a challenge. I think it is for a lot of us type A women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always a little bit of a challenge to sort of uh, spotlight the things that we talk about ourselves um, and and we're proud of. But I do really truly believe, first and foremost, I have a duty on this planet to be a good wife and and then a good daughter and a good friend and to be that financial planner that sort of encompasses all that. So when you walk in my office, you may feel like I'm your daughter or you may feel like I'm your friend. Um, I hope you don't.
0: Feel like I'm your wife, <laughs> but maybe that nurturing, supportive partner, right? And that aspect yeah. of the spouse.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe your mother, but not your wife. Yeah. So it's it's. Um, I think that's the characteristic in me that a lot of people that have worked with me for a long period of time sort of bring out because I've been blessed to have grown up in in the profession of finance, which is a very unique field for women to grow up in. And I've always been like, why can't we do it this way? Or why can't we do it that way? And, and so about five years ago, I decided I wasn't going to do it the way that the, the industry, and I use the word industry because, you know, it's not, to me, it wasn't a profession. It felt like an industrial world. They had a particular way that you worked in finance and especially, you know, it was product-based and it was, It wasn't, it was somewhat relationships, but that the way that you earned your money was um, not really selling service, it was about selling product. So I got up the nerve finally five years ago to go out on my own. And since then, I mean, the first two years, you know, were rough, but since then, it's been such a blessing because. Now I get to do it, and especially in times like this that are so stressful across the board to everybody, we get to do it in a way that we can bring in compassion. And yeah, finances are part of this, but emotion is a much bigger part of it. And yeah, you know, this is what we need to be talking about right now.
0: Yes, you and I have talked about how much emotion goes into money. You know, and we layer a lot of stories. I mean, we've been hearing about this for a while. We all have stories and beliefs about money that shape our decisions and how we feel about it. And right now you combine all that emotion with uncertainty and you know it's it, it's like fuel to the fire and so clearly um you know people listening to this later will know okay we're in the middle of the covid-19 pandemic and the economy is on a tailspin right now we don't know what it's going to end up looking like it'll probably mm-hmm. only be 3 years from now when mm-hmm. we look back and go oh okay that's what happened mm-hmm. you know right mm-hmm. now we're all in the middle of it it's like being on a tilt-a-world ride you know, where it's like where you might be starting to get a little sick and you want to get off and you can't wait for it to be over, but we're in the middle of it. Right. And so this is the time when, you know, we have to just acknowledge what we're feeling and, Mm -hmm. you know, face our fears. I did a whole episode that came out um, last week on that, Mm -hmm. where we have to acknowledge it. We have to face our fears and, and then start to manage it. And so when you and I were talking, I was like, I didn't, I don't even think I asked. I was like, okay, <laughs> totally. you're you're going to be on my podcast because this is needed. People need to hear this. But let's start with the personal and then we'll expand out to the general. Um, I'm sure many people whether you own your small business or you are working for a business, the business is being impacted by what mm-hmm. is going on right now. So Amy, um, how has COVID-19 impacted your business operations?
1: Well, for us, I mean, it certainly increased the <laughs> amount of speed that we're reacting at. Right. So us personally, and, and, you know, one of the things when this first started happening, of course we had concerns and, and certainly the market was reflecting in such a violent way. And I don't know how to put, put it any other way other than, you know, that there was volatility, severe volatility. And, and that in itself drove a lot of fear. And, and and so trying to make sure that we sat down and talked to all of the, the clients that you try to you try to talk to a hundred clients in two and a half weeks. It's you got to have a plan that you put together to do that. And so for our business itself, we haven't seen, uh, we've seen the personal impact. So for example, Jody, the, you know, the over the past couple of weeks, we have been calling people call after call after call after call. And there's been several calls that I've made where people are just, they're tired, they're stressed, they maybe haven't talked to somebody in a couple days. They need reassurance. And when you can say, I've rerun the numbers, you know, I've looked at it this way. I've looked at it that way. But first, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. They're taken aback by that question. And I've had three people cry, just cry. And so how it's affecting our businesses, I do think it's bringing a, um, an even greater level of humanity to it. So, because, you know, we're genuinely concerned about how our clients emotionally are coping with this. And then you tack on the financial fears, how they're coping with that and, and trying to give them suggestions and ideas. So it's made our practice, it's made our time busier, but it's also given us that great opportunity to make sure that we've reached out to them and that we've connected with them and know where they're at. And for some people, we just know that we need to be reaching out a little more frequently right now. So for our personal lives, it's really been interesting because two of our staff have children Mm -hmm. and they're, you know, watching them do this amazing dance. I mean, I might work long hours, but I'm working. And they're working long hours and their children are needing them. And they're needing help with the technology. And, you know, we've always been a firm that's been able to meet remotely with people. We've we've done it for years. But right now, everybody has to be remote. Mm -hmm. And I am so impressed with my two teammates, Carrie and Kate, because I am meeting with them about different topics and we're planning for meetings and they're they're so focused when they're meeting and then, you know, five minutes later, they're off helping their kids with something, but they're still getting the job done. And so it's just, it's been amazing to watch how flexibility in a firm can really make the difference in somebody's lives in a situation like this, because they have needed that enormous amount of flexibility. And fortunately we've been able to you know, people are great. Our clients are great. Like they understand if your kid you know, like photobombs the meeting or yeah. yes. you know or needs your help. It's they're, you know, it's I can, it's just amazing. So on the personal level, it's been amazing to watch that. Um, you know, it's certainly been odd to be kind of cooped up and not be able to to go out with some of the girlfriends and, and also even like last week, Jody when you and I met. For our coaching call, I was feeling, um, even though I get out and I meet with people on Zoom and I have conversations all day, I was feeling very claustrophobic and having somebody said, well, have you tried the happy hour? And so I did. And it was like, all right, well, we laughed and we talked and we, you know, it's not the same as a bunch of girls getting together. But it, it happened and, and sometimes you just need somebody else sharing those ideas. So on a personal level, it's changed things. Um, I think for the long term better because now we can see how we can do things differently right. that we just never even thought we would need to do, right? Just we were poised with some things that happened and we've
0: solved those
1: problems and now it might become the new normal and that might be okay. Right.
0: Yes. And, you know, being a a firm that already had flexibility as a part of its culture, I'm going to say, as a coach and in my experience, I can see how that lent itself well to this new normal. And Mm -hmm. you were mentioning, you know, that um, you've been able to witness your teammates be completely focused on Mm -hmm. a meeting, knowing that, you know, right after the call, they're stepping away and doing something else, but they can be focused because they know they don't have to guiltily do those things where they would think they were on the clock. They know that that mm-hmm. is, you know, that's what's expected. Like you be with your children when they need you and you'll be on this call, you know, for this amount of time. And it's okay if there's a photobomb, they're kids, yeah. you understand it. These are truly extraordinary times, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of new learnings and lessons that are coming out of it that we can take advantage of as well. And you mentioned talking to a lot of your clients. You didn't say this, but I'm going to let everybody know that by the time this episode drops, Amy and her team will have reached out and connected with all of their clients. They have yeah. had a personal connection, not just a text message or an email, like a conversation with all of their clients. And Amy, as you're doing these um, calls with your clients, like what are you hearing? What are, what are their major concerns?
1: Well, I think when I first open up the call, I always ask them how they're doing and if they're healthy and if their family is healthy. And, you know, for my clients that are at risk, I'm asking them questions, what are they doing to make sure that they stay protected? So that's that's a big concern for those that are in that, that higher risk. They wanna, you know, they're they wanna know when they can get out though. They wanna, you know, they wanna be able to to move around and 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 be with other people their, their concern is how long is this going to last? And that's the unknown, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's the part right now that we just don't have a clue. They also want it to be easy again. They want to be able to run to the grocery store and get a few things that they want. And, you know, whenever they want.
0: And know that it's
1: going to be there,
0: right? That the item that they need is there, right? Won't that be uh, nice to get back to? The item
1: is there and they don't have to come home and sterilize it. And they don't have to stage, you know, if they've got somebody in their house that's at risk, you know, like we were the other day, we were talking about the fact that some of the products, we don't know who's handled them. So we're wiping them down. But think about if you have somebody in your home, that's an at-risk, person, if you go to the grocery store, you have to stage your garage or your driveway to clean all the products before you even bring the products and the groceries into the store. I mean, these are the things that people are concerned about. Mm -hmm. On the financial side, you know, they're obviously concerned about what the stock market is going to do. They're certainly concerned about the economy. And so we talk through like all those fears. And then we talk through. Well, what if it what if it drags out to be a year? You know, the typical recession is like one point three months or one year and three months or something like that. So, what if this is a, an atypical and it goes two years? You know, what are the resources that we have in place to make sure that that you're going to be okay during that period of time? Um, taking those fears, taking that those thoughts off their their mind, or You know, explaining that we don't have a crystal ball either, but, you know, here's where we'll, here's the plan for us to get you the money that you need if you need that money. Or here's what you will do if you get laid off or furloughed. Here's the, it's almost like having that action plan in place so that if it happens, we pull that action plan out of the file and say, nope, this is exactly what we thought was going to happen. And so here's what we're going to put in place. Now, it might not be perfect, but, you know, this this is at least at least you don't lay there at night and think what if what if right and there's that's, a plan B yeah yeah and that's what a lot of it is is the what if a lot of people want to know what if mm-hmm. so that's what we're hearing a lot of too
0: you know and as you're saying that and I said this to you and I've been talking to other people I know who are financial planners right because I'm a networker so I I meet a lot of people in a lot of the same mm-hmm. profession so I'm talking to um, the financial planners in my network and. I can't help myself for, from saying to them, like I can't imagine anyone going through this without a financial planner. I think a lot of people think having a financial planner is a luxury, but and you and I were even talking about it that you know it, it points to exactly what you were just saying. It's that person you can go to, you know, who's going to be like, "Here are your options. Here's what can ha- if this should happen, there are things in place, and it's yeah. like from a place of like." taking it one step at a time without getting overwhelmed right when we get here there are options here are some of the things I won't get into all of it right now because you don't even need to know it until we get there but know that there are things that are in place and we we can take advantage of and you know I, I I don't know if you have anything to add to this I just always have to say this like I can't imagine going through a crisis like this and not having a person you could turn to and say oh my gosh what 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 will i do if
1: yeah well i that's i mean that's the pleasure that we get right i mean that we, we never we never want to see anybody go through a crisis we never want to um, but but we all get impacted by crises every day and so um i remember this is kind of <laughs> backtracking a little bit, but this was back in like 1998, I believe it was. And there was this big legislative change that happened with retirement plans. And at the time I was specifically focusing on it. And the nickname for that particular act was SPADJBA because, you know, we always love to use acronyms. Mm -hmm. And SPADJBA came out. It was really exciting to me because I love to read legislation. So I was really excited. Uh, They said they were going to release it, it as soon as it was passed and this was you know you think in 1998 like we don't think twice about going to the internet now but back then it was still it was pretty new-ish in relative terms right Mm -hmm. so I remember getting my hands on spadgma and digging through it and the next day coming into work and I'm like oh do you know what else they passed in that lawn this passed in the lawn and I did the same exact thing when the CARES Act was passed.
0: I was, I was going <laughs> to share that about you. Can I share this really quick? Sure. So uh, I have the um, the Accomplished uh, community uh, with women taking the lead on Facebook. It's a private Facebook group. So anyone who's listening, if you want to join, um, the only requirement is you've read the book Accomplished because we talk a lot about those um, components. But I I started putting a post out there um, asking the people in the group, because it's like over 500 women from all different professions, you know, if you have anything that you could offer people who are dealing with whatever, going through um, the pandemic, you know, put it in the comments below, links are welcome <laughs> It was the day after the CARES Act had been passed, and Amy was like, well, I read through the CARES Act, so if anyone has any questions, I can help you with that. I was just like, mind blown. <laughs> but you did that. You enjoy reading legislation. I do, you and I like, I like translating
1: it, right? So you pull those parts out that are so confusing, because when you read it, it's like this circular. You know, this this section talks about this section, talks about this section. So they don't say, like the definition of compensation is this. They say the definition of compensation is, as it appears in section, blah, 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 blah. So you got to go all the way back to section, blah, 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 to actually pick up what the definition of compensation is. And it does that throughout them. And sometimes it's different references to different sections, even though they use the word compensation. So for me, I like to take that sort of stuff and translate it. Well, for our, for our own families and for our clients, you know, I needed to dig in there and determine who is impacted by this legislation. Who who should we be reaching out to and talking to? What are the priorities? Because what needs to happen right now versus you know what don't we really have any control over? So we actually did a series of five um, blogs and information packets. Based on the information that was in that 890 some, some page <laughs> legislation, <laughs> you know, starting out with some of the big questions like when is the stimulus going to come out? When are what's going on with the whole student loan thing? Of course, a lot of our small business clients were significantly affected. So we did a big section on that and then we talked about unemployment and then we kind of wound it down talking about retirement plans and HSA and the provisions that were in there. So for us, digging into that, especially for me, digging into that um, legislation was—I I hesitate to w- use the word exciting, but in, interesting and intriguing. And and so, and I feel like that's like when you talk about needing a financial planner right now, like that's where we earn our bucks, right? It's it's in times of crises that that's when we earn our our actual income um, mm-hmm. and I and I don't mean we don't earn it throughout the course of the year but I mean that's when we're needed most right. and that's when people really feel like they have that person that can take a, a step back and look at the situation and take the emotion out of the decision that they're making and ask questions and share their knowledge because you know people aren't most people aren't going to sit down and read 897 pages of legislation. So if we can take, and there was so much confusing information coming out of it that, you know, if we can take that and say, no, that's not true. In fact, the regulation specifically says this, then I feel good about the fee that people are paying me and all those other times, especially, you know, I just, I feel like, that's what the profession can do. And that's the difference between when I refer to the industry versus the profession. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we as a profession, we can really take this kind of information and try to disseminate it out to people in a way that they understand it. And so that they don't have to dig through the minutia of that legislation. And it's important to them. They, they need to know if you, if you got laid off or you got furloughed, you need to know that you can apply for unemployment and here's what you need to do. Or you need to know in a situation where you don't want to do it, but what if you have to take a loan from your 401k plan? Or what if you have to take a distribution? You need to know those things and you need to know how they work and you need to know the
0: consequences of them more than anything. You need to know that. Right, especially because right now certain rules have changed. Not all the rules, but some of them have changed. And if you don't know that, you're gonna be making Mm -hmm. decisions based on old, irrelevant information. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I usually talk about this in terms of the insurance agent, but the financial planner fits this scenario as well. Like you always need insurance, like it's always good to have, but you really know the value of your dollar when something happens and you make a phone call and who answers. The call yeah. on the other end, and what service do they provide at that point? That's yeah. when, you know, it's always good to have, but you really appreciate it in those times. And I want to also dig deep into this. And maybe I can ask this question a couple of ways, but I'll I'll ask it this way first. And hopefully, I I don't think I'm throwing you a curveball. You're that good. But what were some of the things that jumped out at you about the CARES Act that you think, you know, you thought, oh, wow, people should know this?
1: Well, I think one of the things was about the stimulus check itself, because um, there was concern and there was discussion about this the stimulus, that if you qualified this year, first of all, let me back up, that $1,200 payment is actually a credit for 2020, right? So what a lot of people don't understand is that that is actually something that if you don't qualify in 2018 and 2019, but you do in 2020, you will get that money. It just won't come until you file your income tax the following year. Okay. So it's actually a credit that is being paid out Sort of in advance, mm-hmm. right? So, so I think that's really important because then some people were saying, "Well, what if I, what if I do earn more? Am I going to have to pay this back? Is it taxable?" Because there was things going out that that might happen, and so explaining to people that no, it's not going to be like if your income is still over the the various limits seventy five thousand for individual, one hundred fifty for um, for married filing jointly, then you're still going to, you're still going to be able to keep it. And you're not going to, at least the way the regulations are written at this point in time, you're not going to have to pay taxes on that money. Right. So I think because that's you
0: qualified like, at some point.
1: Yes. for
0: right. it, And so for that's it. all it requires is that one yep. time qualification. Yep. You're good.
1: Yeah, so I think that was really important so that people understood that because it's coming. Like, if you qualified this year, it's coming and mm-hmm. you don't really have a choice. Like, it's coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're getting this money. <laughs> right. So,
1: and if you don't get the money, then is there an opportunity next year that you, when you file, you could get the money? Because let's say you are furloughed and your income goes down significantly. You know, would you get the money in that sense? I think it was really important for our small business clients to understand the different programs that were out there. And by the way, those are changing day to day to day. Like, wow. you know, there are provisions in the small business for small business owners. You know, there was different kinds of loans that were in there. The one thing that we were very clear on, and I thought that it was important that people knew, is that if you took bail av- if you took um, advantage of the loans that existed then you couldn't take advantage of unemployment too like you you know you couldn't double count right. so you either applied for either the payroll program payroll protection program or you applied for the what they're calling idle um, which is the economic, economic impact disaster loan or you applied for unemployment but you you couldn't you know, you couldn't take the two loan programs and get unemployment, like that wasn't an option. So, um, and then the third one that was available sort of is if you could, didn't qualify for either of them or didn't take in either of them, then you do, you could qualify for a credit next year when you file your income tax for the amount of employer payroll taxes that you pay. Well, let's do the math on that. I mean, as a company, we have to sit down and say, which one is best for you? You know, how does it all flush out? How are you going to be impacted by COVID? Are you are you going to see a reduction in income? And so, should you apply for these loans? Or if you're not going to, then maybe the credit is better. You know, so that was really big, making sure that we got that information out there and you know, we've done a lot of number crunching over the last couple of weeks. I was going to say, you're doing a lot of accounting
0: work too, <laughs> yeah. which you guys are set up to do, which is great.
1: So, yeah. yeah. Thankfully, I, you know, thankfully I, my very first degree was at accounting. So I feel lucky that, <laughs> you know, the path I followed was, was sort of has led me to have the strength right now to do some of that work too. But, but, you know, that's the thing, like those were really important. And then for some people Um, Unemployment is really important and knowing how to, they've never, they've never applied for unemployment before. So understanding the system. And of course the system hasn't been, it's been overloaded. So when do you apply? And we're like, get up at 4am and file your application. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that stinks to have to get up at 4am, but set your alarm and get up that early and you will be able to get into the system. So just telling them that, that little nuance and explaining to them, you know, how that's taxed and what we need to do to plan for that, because that's really important too. It is taxable income. So those are all the things you asked for one or two. I gave you about 10. I but love <laughs> it. No, I'm sure the,
0: you know, the person listening is like, that dealt with me. Thank you for adding that in. Yeah. No, it is important for us to know because there's so much, and there's more legislation coming, mm-hmm. and it can all be overwhelming and So, what is your recommendation, Amy, in terms of like, okay, as an individual, whether you're a business owner or you know you're employed um, by an organization, like how do we like deal with all of the information coming at us and, and yeah. stay calm?
1: Well, I think the first thing is to take a deep breath. I mean, first of all, if you have your health, that's a huge thing right now, right? And I think planning for that right now is really important. It's enacting things that you can control, doing the things that you can control, focusing on those sort of things. So I did a presentation to a wonderful organization yesterday called Miss JD. Mm. And, you know, the things that we talked about basically were, you know, right now, this is, this is a health crisis too, right? So I just talked about the financial side, but first and foremost, this is a health crisis. So what do we need to do if you are specific? specifically impacted like right now you're fine but what do you need to do in case you are those are the things that you can control and one thing that the two top things I guess that we talked about is get your finance get your um your estate planning documents in order right now get your financial power of attorney get your medical power of attorney get your HIPAA document get your medical directives you're healthy but what if Mm -hmm. Something happens. Make sure those documents are in place because if those documents are in place, the rest is going to crumble. If somebody can't pay a bill for you and you're ill for two or three weeks, that could lead to other things being a bigger problem when you are healthy enough. The other thing is making sure that you have health insurance or have a plan for coverage of health insurance. So many people in today's world have a high deductible plan um, with a health savings account. And what they don't know is there's this one-time option that you can transfer money from your IRA over to your HSA. This is not a new thing. This is this has been in place, but you can fully fund your HSA with a one-time transfer from your IRA, if you have a high deductible plan, maybe you can consider doing that. Because if you do get ill, now you've got the resources to cover if you have to use that portion that's, you know, you haven't met your deductible. So those were the first two things that you have complete control over that you can do right now that, you know, doesn't it it takes some thought. It takes, you know, some work. Many states have a free HIPAA or um, healthcare proxy form that you can download right from their state. You want to talk to the person that you name to do those kinds of things. Please let them know. (laughs) Yes. Um, For the power of attorney and your will and those sort of things. I know you can do that online as well. I don't Recommend it. I don't know. Really, Thank you for saying uh, yes. I, I don't recommend it. I really prefer that you talk to the legal profession for that. It's you know usually six to seven hundred dollars. Well worth having um, somebody that's really knowledgeable about your state law because every state has
0: different processes and different right. laws sometimes counties. So I've heard too many horror stories of like online documents that didn't hold up um, after the death. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Talk to a professional. That's what they're there for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the healthcare proxy is one thing, but those other estate planning documents and many attorneys are doing things remotely right now. I mean, they're just, they're changing their world too. So, um, You know, I would say those are the top two things that you have complete control over. The third thing that we're always talking about is putting together a spending plan, but we're talking about it a little bit differently right now. And the sense of, you know, we want you to list all of the things that are fixed um, expenses, like your mortgage, your car payment, your student loan payment, if you lose your job or your income down comes down significantly, those companies, well, student loans, if they're not private, are actually being suspended for the next six months with no interest accruing. So, you know, that's, that's one thing that if you have a reduction of income that's going to help you, but mortgage companies and lenders want to help you right now, but you have to be proactive about that, right? So if you list those items out and, and say, these are the items that are, you know, that I can reach out and get some negotiation done with them, that's one bucket that we want you to have. And then another bucket are things like your, and and credit cards fall into that bucket too, really, um, because, you know, they're trying to work with people also if you're proactive the second bucket is your discretionary but your necessity discretionary like you need food right (laughs) you need you know you utilities could probably go either way they're somewhat discretionary but they're necessary i mean they're they're variable but they're necessary um so you know working with your utility companies and talking to them about what payment plans they have if you can't pay your bill but you're you're Variable expenses like food, um, you know, your gas expenses are pro- your auto gas expenses are probably going down significantly. Uh, what can you do to control those? I've had a number of clients say, "If this hasn't taught me anything, it's taught me that I eat out more than I thought because mm-hmm. I've actually got a little more money in the bank than I anticipated mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're not eating out as much, and even with takeout, you know, it's not." they're not having a drink and they're not, right. you know, the, the bills the extra are smaller. dessert. Yes. Mm, yep. Yeah. Um, so looking at that very closely. And then the third bucket that we have people put in their spending plan is the discretionary bucket, like completely discretionary, the things that you like, but if you had to, you had to cut it out. And I say with those rank them in order of, I really, really, really don't want to forget or, um, give this up to, eh, yeah, I guess I can. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Um, rank them in that order. And if you have a reduction in your income or even want to give this a try just for purposes of, you know, seeing if you can build up your emergency fund, then you could cut out those lower items pretty easily because you've already ranked them from most important to you to least important to you. So building that spending plan right now is, is very important. And we've been talking to our clients about, you know, this kind of stuff too. Like, let's, let's dust off the spending plan. You know, where's the discretionary money and what if, what if something happens, where would we cut? So that again, you have, you can control those things right now. And that way, when something happens, you just have the ability to say, okay, this is what I'm doing
0: right yes i remember in the last recession um that's when my uh company that my corporate job we had gone through our acquisitions and then our jobs were outsourced and i remember talking to colleagues like months after our jobs had ended and was you know i was hearing things like you know we're spending differently and we're watching where the money goes more carefully and you know what we found money in places we didn't expect mm-hmm. to find it and we realized okay. we could save in places that we didn't expect to. like all of a sudden when we start paying attention to where the money goes it's amazing we do have some control Over our lifestyle and our choices and you know, we we find other things to do I mean, I I was doing it for fun for a long time my boyfriend and I we were like, let's see what we can do for free (laughs) or a date night that would cost less than $20, you know, that sort of thing. You know, you get, it is fun. And you start to realize there's a lot of things we can do that don't cost a dime. Now, when things get right and we're feeling a little more secure, will we want to do some of the things that we were doing before? Yes. It's like that experience of going to a restaurant and having the appetizer and having the drink and getting the dessert at the end of the night, that's not going to go away. This is, I think, um, i was I was going to have you say it, but I think you know you and I can share this message to everybody, like we are going to get through this. we don't mm-hmm. know yet what it's all going to look like and what we will have gotten through, but mm-hmm. we will get to the other side of this because you know what we always do if it's history, one of the yeah, yeah,
1: and it's one of the things that i've said to people like I think there's a lot of pent up <laughs> pent up consumerism. (laughs) Like I think when, you know, when we feel safe again to go to restaurants and we feel safe again to travel, um, we will. Mm -hmm. And, and this country is built on consumerism. I mean, it really is, but you know, there, there is going to be, and, and I think it's going to be a generous, I, I, I could be wrong, but I think it's going to be a generous consumerism because I know that for people that when I go to a restaurant you know, I'm going to feel like, Hey, this person just got back to work. Yes. They may have had unemployment to help them through, but this person just got back to work. And we, let's face it. We know that when you're in the service industry like that, you live off from tips. Yeah. So I don't care if you got unemployment and even with the, uh, with the extra unemployment, my guess is many of those people are not making anywhere near what they would be making if they were actually getting you know, their tips, mm-hmm. so I think many of us, and I hope many of us have that in us to actually say, let's if we can afford it, let's just do that. like right. let's get this economy going again in in a generous way like that and And I honestly do think that will happen and i and i I do think that when people feel that their 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 bills can be paid again, that you'll see. Travel pick right back up. You'll see people want that connection. I mean, you know, I've had conferences this year that were canceled. You've had conferences that were canceled. And so I miss my people. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see them, you know, (laughs) even though we
0: still talk. Yeah. Yeah. I think you and I were both saying like, Zoom is such a lifeline. Like, oh my gosh, what what a blessing. And you and I were both already on it long before this happened. And we both said, And again, nothing beats that in-person connection. Mm -hmm. So we are going to want to get out, to travel, to eat, to do fun things, you know, our entertainment. And, you know, I think, um, you know, for now it's, it's, let's just take care of each other. Let's be kind Mm -hmm. to one another. Let's do what we can to be of service. And I know you have, you know gone into overdrive to be of service to others. And I commend you for that because, you know, I know your clients truly appreciate you and the work that you and your team do to take care of them. And so, you know, perfect way to wrap up, Amy, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? And, you know, I'm, I'm sure many others probably have questions for you and want to consider working yeah. with you. And so how can they reach you? Well, we have a ton of
1: resources available out on our website. So if people are looking for any of the things that I mentioned, we would encourage them to go out to rootedpg.com and dig through some of the commentary and some of the blogs that we've written. So it's really good free information, you know, and and it also gives you a feel for um, how we work, I think, in our writings. But you can reach us. My email um, address is amy at rootedpg.com course, we're available on Facebook and LinkedIn and um, Twitter and all those wonderful places. If you search for Amy Irvine or Rooted PG, Rooted Planning Group, uh, you can find us in any of those uh, ways as well. And, um, you know, like I said, the website probably is the best location if you're looking to get back up. Information. It also talks about how we work with people, which is uniquely different in our profession. (laughs)
0: When you ever wrote out the process you and your clients go through, it was so robust and so um, supportive of your clients. Mm -hmm. I was just like, "Holy smokes, that is just amazing!" And I have been peeking at your website and and you know, for those of you who are listening, Amy and her team have a whole tab on the website labeled COVID-19, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't have to go digging through stuff. No. Where is it? It's right there. (laughs) right there, right under the homepage. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And Amy, gosh, I, I know, um, what I, I, well, I should say I've had a window into your world over the past few weeks. And I know you are just, um, working so hard and, and long right now. And I just, Thank you for blessing us um, with your time uh, to take out of your day and and away from your clients. So I'm going to give you the the standard spiel that I give people on the way out because I feel this with my entire heart. Thank you, Amy, for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Well, thank you. And I'm better for having met you. You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.